presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everyone to the In My House of Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is uh, Scotty Villa, Paralegal Mike. How are you, pal? Oh, not so bad. And you? Oh, I'm feeling fresh. Had a nice little snooze on a day off. I feel so good. That was work. You know, <laughs> just crushing out those calls. Got a boy. Tech support life, baby. Got a boy. Dude, we have to get right into it. We got so much to talk about, so much to get to, and we can't make this man wait any longer. Uh, we've oh, been talking about him goodness. for for what a good year now our uk correspondent he is here he is with <laughs> us he is live we're talking survivor series see pug with him uk tom is here on the potty what's up tom hey hey, <laughs> hey good to be here finally hell yeah dude oh it's- we're excited tom Absolutely. i'm excited to be buried in cm punk fandom for the next <laughs> fucking hour oh you're yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're going under uh, as as always, uh, everybody that's listening out there right now, you can give us a follow at In My House Pod on the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Give us a follow, a like on the Spotify's. Uh, give us a subscribe, a follow, a like, whatever you do there. You know what to do. Everyone knows how to do this. They just need to actually do it because they don't. And they say they do, but they fucking don't. So now's the time to do it. But uh, we're going to get into Survivor Series and CM Punk in a second. But I do want to get into uh, all three of us went to the CWE show this past weekend in Regina, Canadian Wrestling Elite. Does a great tour twice a year through uh, our area of the woods here in Saskatchewan, and we got treated to Ultimo Dragon. Guys, fun, fun show this week at the Owl for CWE's November to Remember tour. Man, I mean, I think like we speak for all three of us. It's the most fun live wrestling to go and watch. Like if it hits your town, go. You will be entertained. That show literally had something for everyone. It felt like a good Fed show. Yeah. Even with like the jokey stuff, like 
CWE just works. Tom, I know you're a big supporter. Like we only see you out at CWE shows. Yeah. Uh, CWE is worth every single cent for the ticket. And I wish they came more, but they're a touring company. So we'll take what we can get with them. And uh, I was lucky enough to see Ultimo Dragon quite a few times in the UK. So to get to see him again in Canada was uh, was really cool. And to get the updated picture. Yeah, he, he still looks great. The man can still work. Yeah, the guy could still work. Uh, Before we jump off of this onto the the main event type stuff, we do have to give some props in CWE. Obviously, Ultimo Dragon, awesome to see him. Thanks so much for bringing him CWE. Two, Big Chief. Dude's a baby face. Dude's over. The guy's over. over. Give give him the push. We're getting him over. (laughs) Chief for champ. Chief for champ. 100%. (laughs) And uh, we've got to give it to King Cash and Levi Knight. And if you're a regular listener to this show, and you know we we go to the ringside wrestling shows here in Regina as well, we're going to be honest here. We give the fucking gears to Levi Knight every single time. This time, we can't. We can't even touch it. What uh, he and King Cash did at CWE this past week was probably one of the most aggressive real storytelling plus wrestling elements i've seen at a w or a cwe show maybe since we started going over a year ago they, those guys brought it and i can't wait to see the return match in whatever it will be six months yeah i i mean i hate giving that guy's flowers i tried to break bread man we go through it all the time yeah uh it had weight to it especially for a show like that where you are invested they played that so well like that brawl, having the locker room come out to hold guys back, like I bought in. Mm-hmm. And like even talking after to um to King Cash, I was just like, how does it feel? Like knowing you kind of fucking tore the house down with this. I also think this is the exact thing that Levi Knight needs at this stage of his career to be working with people like Cash who can help get him over, help him to like his... His gimmick, as goofy as it is, and I think Mike and I agree with that quite a lot. Uh, uh, his his gimmick is over with the kids and everybody that's there. But um, I I mean, broad strokes, right? Like he he plays the kids in ringside because mm-hmm. that's ma- majority of the crowd who shows up at ringside wrestling. CWE is not that show. Yeah, like there is more adults there than there is children at a cwe show i personally love that you can get away with a lot more verbally to the wrestlers (laughs) but uh i i think that harder edge could carry like i mean at some point we're gonna drop that disco gimmick i would hope i think he's already started he's already got half of uh, the head shave going on that's where his edge started right shave half that head all of a sudden you're a badass dude's probably doing crossfit (laughs) right now it's getting ready to burn it down yeah, that's right <laughs> uh but awesome show so much fun uh we can't wait uh cw you always do a fantastic job and you uh you did it again for us this past weekend and this tour just by all accounts from what i'm seeing online it was a great tour at every stop so love seeing that but we're getting into survivor series right now it was a huge show even before it became a huge show at the end of the show so we need to get into it uh mike the match started off with uh, the women's war games match, which I think we all, Tom, you and I were even discussing it at the CWE show. I'm like, yeah, the women's war games match is going to start the show. And Tom, those ladies tore the house down. They did a great job setting the bar for that entire show. Yeah, they were, 
they they uh, were in the uh, uneasy task of starting the show, especially at a big four like Survivor Series, and they completely blew it away. Everybody in there played their part very well. I think one of my favorite uh, sessions uh, sections was when Kyrie Sane obviously still thought she was in stardom and absolutely <laughs> destroyed Shotzi with the with the garbage can lid, and yeah, it just got better from there. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, we'll, we'll piggyback off Tom starting the show is huge right you're not first you last it blew me away how these ladies did bring it I always have issues with certain spots and like yeah some stuff can get sloppy it's a mess of a match to begin with this is the one time where I'm just like this is okay that things aren't running as smoothly but some of the fucking spots in this thing like I mean <laughs> I to wear a garbage can <laughs> <laughs> and to take a blind dive off the top. A lot of faith in your partners. Big time. And oh, yeah. I think that was another thing too. Everything came off relatively like safe. It, it looked crazy, but good pacing. Um, I found myself torn too. Cause I, I went in, we, we made our picks, Tom, we, we missed you on the picks, but, um, I was full in on, I believe I picked the good guys. Did I you, not? You, you picked the baby faces on this one. I picked damage control. There is times where you feel like you're like, fuck, I'm happy with both these teams winning. Mm -hmm. And it, to feel that way going into a match, you're like, that speaks volumes to both teams, but hell of an open crowd. I think loved it too. Like it felt like that crowd was alive for that opener. I was also surprised with uh, Charlotte Flair coming off the top of the cage. Like we've seen her do some minor crazy things before, but I was not expecting a cage dive out of Charlotte. And it looked a little sloppy, but I mean, who can I talk? I'm not going to go up there and jump <laughs> off the cage. I'm right there with you. I'm not. I'm not fucking doing that moonsault. There's no way. Um, hell of an athlete. <laughs> yeah, for me. I love that this version of Charlotte Flair that we're getting right now is my favorite version of Charlotte Flair. And I kind of think she didn't need to do the spot off the top of the cage. Cause let's be honest up until you had said it, I'd forgotten she'd done it. I really hadn't yeah. paid attention to it at all because EO sky spot was great. I really love the um, EO sky Kyrie Sane pop-up elbow drop that she did on Shotzi on the far side of the ring earlier. Yeah. I was like, that's very, very cool yeah, as well. I just, I thought the Charlotte spot wasn't really needed and it didn't really do anything other than just the pop. That's just me. I think the, the EO Sky spot, it, it was the most memorable one because that's what people are talking about the most or making GIFs of or whatever. So uh, that's just me. But the women brought it, really, really enjoyed it. I, I, like I said before, it set the pace for the show, it set the tone for the show. And, I think that that match met the excitement level of the crowd, which is what you want in an opening match. And let's get real. My pick was right. Uh, so. You picked right. Uh, the reason I went with damage control, I thought damage control would win, but we'd still start seeing some fractions between Oscar, EO Sky, and Kyrie Sane and Bailey, but we didn't get that. So I got that one wrong. This but was, do you not I, think it was a better way to do it with them losing? Like, I think Bailey came off looking more like a face with the help she brought to the team. They're going to be pissed for the loss anyway. I, I But agree. Bailey felt more like a face coming out of this. Yeah, and uh, Bailey took the pin too. So they, 
they can put that on her like we didn't lose you did and right that's actually that's the best i've seen bailey look in a long time as well it's very frustrating to me because as i was watching the match i was like man bailey's like crushing it and i'm like man i should tweet this out i should give bailey some love and i didn't and then i go online afterwards and everyone's giving <laughs> bailey love i'm like that was my fucking idea get the book that's mine but uh no it, it was one of those things where i noticed it too i'm like damn she's really doing it she's showing signs of the old bailey from nxt that could fucking go which honestly we haven't seen in a very long time yeah, with my women's division <laughs> go ahead tom sorry my only slight gripe with the match and it's probably just a me thing more than a anything but it was that becky from raw got the win in the SmackDown War Games mm. match instead of uh, one of the SmackDown ladies. It doesn't matter too much, but that sort of thing kind of bugs me, especially because she's now back on Raw. Yeah. like It's like the match never happened, and Bailey ate a pin from Becky, and it didn't benefit any of the SmackDown ladies. That's a very good point. I was going to be like, I, I mean, that's not a nitpick. That's, that's a that's great like, detail. Kind of, that actually is a great detail. Like that That's something to to actually carry some weight. I mean, Shotzi got fucking misted. So I'm happy. I hate Shotzi. I think it's the worst look in wrestling. <laughs> but to, I mean, be a little nicer to Shotzi wasn't terrible in this War Games match. Nope, she did her job. Like, I, yeah, I really, I thought there was some good stuff there. There was the times too, like Kevin Dunn. We, we can bitch about every show. If someone is doing this, like move take yeah. the fucking camera off them <laughs> get the camera off them <laughs> uh but no all, all, all in all i think great way to start the show yeah well what do we got next was it the intercontinental title match mike yeah yeah gunther defending his intercontinental championship against the miz and this match went pretty much how we expected it how we we called the last week i think everybody called it they'll have a great little match They'll do a couple of really good false finishes. The crowd really got into Miz, but then Gunther just takes over and dominates and gets the win. I don't think there was much there to even really debate about could the Miz take the victory? <sighs> I like this match because it makes me just appreciate the Miz more and more every time he shows up. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Gunther's going to fucking kill you. There's no way we're going to let Miz be the one who beats you. It beats this great title reign. But working the leg, doing that stuff, I'm like, this feels like the right kind of old school wrestling to me. Yeah. yeah. This is a good way to bring people back to reality after something like a war games match. And I mean, we'll follow up with like the raw after, obviously, but like it looks like this isn't gonna stop. Yeah, I'm very curious. This is all now now we're in the gap fill between now and like mania season. What can you do in the months leading up to Royal Rumble, which after that we know is like full steam ahead to Mania. But I, I was really impressed. For for matches like this in between the war games, usually we're walking away going, forgettable. Yeah. I think that's my favorite part of Gunther matches is they're old school. They You work in a hold, you're working a limb, you're getting whatever you're doing over, and then you're fucking killing whoever you're in there with. And <laughs> always what happens. And, and like that was the best I've seen the Miz in a very long time. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the Miz, but I don't hate him. I kind of I enjoy his promos more than his matches, but he he looked good here, which when you're in there with Gunther, that's always gonna happen anyway. So. Yeah, I think you have to stand tall, right? Like 
you can't you can't look like a regular WWE superstar. You kind of have to throw it on, take it to another gear. Scotty loves when people have a little bit of aggression. That's what I want out of every. <laughs> we're we're giving praise to Levi Knight because he finally shows some fucking aggression. You know, it's uh, it's what I always wanted from RVD. Just get pissed off every now and then, dude. But anyway, uh, it was a nice match. It was it did what it did. Uh, it's one of the matches when I've gone back to I've watched Survivor Series back in in chunks, and I didn't skip that match. So that says a lot to me right now in this day and age because it's so easy to fast forward to get to the really really good stuff. But uh, those guys brought it. They did a great job. Um, after that, we had one of the biggest returns in pro wrestling history. We saw our truth come back. Oh, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm happy he's getting paid for what he's getting paid for. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, f- uh, full disclosure for all the listeners out there. Us three are in a nice little wrestling group chat and the phones blow up as soon as our truth is on the screen because he's so damn good and funny with the little bits that he's given. He ma- he runs with it and it's it's fantastic. It's great to see our truth back. Uh, uh, crazy looking 50 year old man. There's not there's not much in wrestling these days that can actually make me go hey out loud on the TV. <laughs> and as soon as truth popped up, that was it. I was so happy to see him. And, and even though it's a glorified ad spot, for ruffles which is fine it's just i it made me go back and just watch a youtube compilation of truth in those moments of like <laughs> pulling out ladders when he shouldn't just, just <laughs> the the royal rumble conversation with paul Heyman and brock uh, in the ring oh, i just so it gets me every time every time it's nice I to think- see truth back for good little backstage vignettes it's great for show filler mm-hmm. i mean i don't see i don't think it's going to be him working a lot but you'll be in the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> truth, mu- truth in the Rumble. I would much rather watch Truth trying to sell me ruffles than not watch Truth at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do we have next? Uh, Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. Originally supposed to be Carlito, but some shenanigans on SmackDown. Switch that we, up. Was there, a, is Carlito like legitimately injured? Have something going on? Does anyone know the dirt sheet reason why this match didn't happen? I believe it's just because they wanted to get Dragon Lee on a pay-per-view because he's they're they're getting him over with the crowd and they didn't want to lose that. Plus, like Carlito is he's over anyway with the nostalgia fans. So I think they wanted to give Dragon Lee a bit of a rub, but good for maybe good for story purposes too. Keeping Ray in the mix and away from TV. Cause like really like Ray's gonna give the flowers to Dragon Lee. Like it seems that's the way it's going. I agree, but on the but other I mean, hand, Carlito is Carlito's going to be fine. But what the I fuck didn't give did a they fucking bring him shit when Carlito? Came, who cared anyway? I like Carlito. <laughs> the guy. I want to see the guy actually I work do. a match that means something, not just do a jobber match on SmackDown after being f- hired four months previous, and then now he's not working again. It makes no sense to me. But I, go ahead. I would have. I would have preferred that he was on Raw over SmackDown because they Raw kind of needs some mid carders at the moment and. SmackDown doesn't, so yeah, I I would have put him on a roll. Trade uh, <laughs> Carlito for Cody. There you go. Problem solved. Finish the story. Finish the story on both sides. I don't know what Carlito's going to do on Raw, but he can finish his own story. Fucking nothing. <laughs> He's going to do nothing. <laughs> uh, so it, Mike and I made our picks for Santos and Carlito. Obviously, Carlito gets swapped out for Dragon Lee, so Cote's uh, pick gets swapped out for Dragon Lee, and he was still wrong. 
So <laughs> I had Santos on that one. Uh, Paralegal Mike had Carlito, but nice little match. It was exactly what I expected. Basically, I mean, that should be null and void. That should not be a point lost or or given. Why am I being punished? Because Carlito got screwed over. Why am I being punished? Why would that? you be getting punished? I just get no point. There's no there's nothing there. But I, I could have got a point and I like a higher score. Well, too bad. <laughs> All right. Well, then yours goes down to a two and mine goes down to a three. All right. Fine, Perfect. Fuck it, whatever. Uh, so, uh, again, it was a, a, a nice match. I felt the crowd was a little bit stale at the beginning of the match and then got into it near the end. As kind of, It seems like it's been that way with Dragon Lee's matches because a lot of people are just like, okay, new guy with the mask looks cool and everything. Don't know him at all. Don't have a investment in him. His matches are cool. And I've found with his matches that the crowd tends to be quite quiet until he hits that uh, hurricane runner off the apron, and then that's it. They're up. They're in. And I think working with Santos as well is is going to be good for him because he's not fully accustomed to WWE style and rings yet. And uh, Santos Escobar and the history of El Hijo del Fantasma is going to be a great person for uh, for Dragon Lee to learn with. Yes. It's going to be fun to watch. They just need to do something, get stories in there that make people really give a fuck. 100%. Well, we got we got plenty of time to talk what stories are going to make people give a fuck. Yeah. I'm not ready to fucking break my computer yet. We're, we're not there. <laughs> we're not there yet. Uh, well, let's get to the um, next match. Uh, it was a women's world championship match. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. I mean, we obviously had our picks in this one. It's a no fucking brainer going in. That that Rhea was picks. definitely not going to lose to Zoe Stark. Didn't hate this match. I still don't. I still don't think I've seen a Rhea match is as good as her. The match against Charlotte Flair at Mania. It, not a fighting champion. I mean, the leader of the Judgment Day, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> like we we all know it. I just good for Zoe Stark, and also bad for Zoe Stark at the same time. You went on this show knowing, hey, I'm not going to win, and then hey, can't wait to see how they book me on Monday. <laughs> we knew how they were going to book you on fucking Monday. Yeah, <laughs> but sticking to s- Saturday, uh, I think she got a rub, but not enough of a rub to have people really care about her coming in on Monday. He had a, a very solid match, a really, really good match. But when you have a still a somewhat unknown Zoe Stark against Rhea Ripley, who comes out looking like the superstar of all fucking superstars in her entrance and owning every ounce of that character and the crowd's fully behind the heel in Rhea Ripley right now, you pretty much, you can't, you're fighting a losing battle. You can't do anything. Match was really good. I enjoyed it. But I just don't think enough was done to get people behind Zoe because I believe she's a heel right now too. But Tom, what'd you think of the match? I really liked it. Obviously, I agree that there was no chance that Zoe was taking the belt. Uh, all I really wanted from this match was for people to start investing in Zoe a little bit more because uh, I think she's a great talent. She's got a lot to offer, offer, and I love that dive she does to the floor where she springboards off the ropes and then. It's that crossbody that always looks pretty sweet every time she hits it. Um, she's got a great moveset. Um, she's got good attitude. Uh, her promos are, are awful. <laughs> she needs to work on that. But uh, I, all I wanted from it was a bit more investment in her, and I think we got that. 
it helps on a big show like you said tom but like did you feel like after like hey the, you're gonna be somebody because i my biggest argument with the women's division is there is a lot of talent but none of them really get a proper shine in the way they should because we select only these handful and will only ever be these handful. It seems like WWE is stuck with their guns for a long time in the women's division. It sucks to see. The, I don't think there's anybody at the moment that's taking that title off of Rhea, believably, unless they go back with Becky. But do we really want to see Bouts back on Becky again already? We don't. I don't. No. I don't either. Scott maybe no. does. What's that, Scott? You do? No, wow. no. I think she's not a very good wrestler. I don't, I don't, uh, of most of the women in, in WWE, I don't put Becky Lynch in the top four or five. She's just not that wrestler to me. So uh, I just, she's not there for me. There's way more people. And Bailey showed it that she's one of the top ones again this past weekend. Becky. I could see her thinking all the time. I could see her with happy feet all the time. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Scott hates women. That's it. I don't. I just told, <laughs> said great things about Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's, let's get right into uh, the main event here. The war games match that involves the men, the return of Randy Orton, it's Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre versus Cody, Sammy, Seth, Jay Uso, and Randy Orton. And throughout the show, there was, they said, hey, Randy's not here yet. Randy's not here. Everyone's getting on Cody's case. Don't ever get on Cody's case. You got to trust the guy. When he says he made the call, he made the call. The guy, I'll be here. I, I didn't like all the hate about that. And Cody was right. He was there. Randy was there. It was great. In years past, fellas, you can keep laughing all you want, but you know I'm right. You know you love Cody, too. <laughs> in years past, <laughs> when it comes to war games matches, I've absolutely hated when wrestlers stop every single one of them stop before they get in the cage, grab a weapon, and then get in. It becomes so slow and not exciting. But for some reason, this year it didn't bother me once. Even in the women's match, it didn't bother me once. The crowd was chanting for tables from the second the first person got called in uh, on the opening match, but. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was just really enjoying the pay-per-view, having a really good time watching the show, that it, it didn't bother me. It, it seemed to make uh, sense. It seemed to fit in. I don't know. Can you did you guys have any do you guys have an issue with it this year? Did you have your issue with it years before? It, it in previous years I hated it. This year I also didn't. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I the reason I think that it's different this year is not every single time did the weapons come from under the ring. So, like in the yeah. in the women's war games, Dakota turned up and uh, threw the kendo stick in, and then Cody dragged the 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 rope and the cowbell out from under the ring from inside the cage, which I thought was cool. It it was just done a little bit differently, and I'm assuming that's because of the talent and involved this year and being a I, bit more experienced. You just you just hit it there. I think it's the talent involved, right? Especially that men's war games match. It's kind of the who's who of of wrestling in there for the Fed. So it didn't matter, I think. Anything they would have done, we all would have walked away going, like, that match was fucking awesome. If you grabbed a weapon from right by the stairs before you got in or not, I think we were all gonna walk away from this match going, this fucking ruled. 
everything sold well everything bit well the crowd i know it's chicago i know it's probably the best wrestling town mm-hmm. in north america so that makes sense but it ruled it really did rule the card <laughs> leading up to it was great there was no there was no taking the foot off the gas pedal on the show at all i watched every second of it i let's be honest we were watching the show on delay so for me there was no need to pick up my phone because i would have seen any type of spoiler and somewhere during this match my phone wouldn't stop fucking buzzing so i kind of knew something was happening but whatever um but i don't think i would have picked up my phone anyway i had a great time watching the show all the baby faces in this match are insanely over and then you get that long tease of it's the last guy where's randy where's randy and they paused it enough but not too long and then when that music hit you got a hell of a pop for randy orton coming out and then the guy makes his appearance and I think that guy's on the same workout regimen as me because he looked just as good as I do. Jack to the gills, fucking thighs and quads popping, dude. Like that guy drank so much water that day. He was looking real good. Probably ate like, like a half a box of Crispix. He was just ready to <laughs> I think he like killed a, Mike. Like, how do you how do you fucking say this to people? <laughs> Randy Orton came out looking. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you. Physically looks like a beast. In the he ring, he came out. I was like, "Ooh, you're gonna kill!" Yeah, he looked like a smaller version of Brock Lesnar, jacked from head to toe, and ready to go, and didn't miss a beat in the ring. Hit all the 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 high spots, the main spots that you could imagine. And Tom, Randy Orton's back, and uh, out of everything that happens and has happened in since Saturday. That can't be forgotten. It was a great return, and I'm excited to see what happens. That's that's the best I've seen Randy Orton look in probably 15 years, and physically. And uh, he he hit like you said. He hit all his marks in the ring. He looked great. His back didn't seem to be bothering him. And one one thing uh, we haven't mentioned yet, and we probably should, is JD McDonough's bum from the top of the cage. Oh. And uh, that was. Probably one of the craziest things I've seen them do in war games since Ricochet did the double moonsault. That was nuts. I always like those kind of RKOs are so crazy because I'm like, you're going from such a high distance, even someone attempting to grab you. It's like broken neck. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's it's real dangerous still when you're like, but he was (laughs) super flat, like nailed that dive to be like, imagine that me. (laughs) You're going into that match like, why are you getting paid tonight, kid? Get ready to get up there. Like <laughs> you're earning your money. And yeah. there's no way, like, what you put did you put a crash mat down? Did you and Randy even go for it? Or did you just put the faith in like, I've seen you do crazier? I've seen you catch crazier. Mm-hmm. Like, I should be able to do this. This spot, and they shot it well. That always helps too. And Kevin Dunn got it together and they're actually able to shoot it well. They had a couple angles that just looked like, oh, that looked devastating. But also like Come on, man. Randy's back. You knew you were getting one spectacular RKO to really put it over. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead. I think J, uh, just JD McDonough needs some more credit for the way he bumps in general. He's just like a cra- uh, crash test dummy in there. I'm like, how does your body bend the way it does on your back body drops and everything he does? I, I'm a big fan of him. 
He should go to AEW. They're doing that shit all the time over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, difference, the difference is that JD McDonough is doing it on purpose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you brought up the man's name, uh, Paralegal Mike, and I do want to give credit where credit is due because I kill that guy every second that I can because he fucking deserves it. But I got to give a little bit of props to Kevin Dunn. There are some really good shots in war games. The overhead shot where all the guys did the Randy Orton DDT looked great. Yeah. Uh, there was other shots in both war games matches that were great. I didn't once think to myself, settle down, Kevin. I'm having a fucking seizure here with all the camera cuts. I felt like this one was dialed back. It felt much better to watch. And we need more of that. 100% more of that. As much as they tell all the wrestlers to look at the hard camera, the, the amount of times that the hard camera is actually on a match is pretty fucking slim these days. It's pretty small. It needs to go back to more of that. So that's something that uh, I, I'll give Kevin Dunn the props for that, but I'm going to fucking kill you again on SmackDown because I'm sure that'll all be erased by the time Friday comes. I think it's safe to say this was match of the night, boys, right? Like this was the best match of the card. It was for me anyway. Mike, Tom, what do you think? I'd say yes, but the women's war games was obviously a very close second. Very close. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair point, but definitely this blew the fucking roof off. It I I mean, I'll go back and watch this war games match. Do you guys feel like Drew McIntyre wasn't a big enough part of this match? With the buildup of I'm getting Jay in a cage for the last two weeks. I feel like we really didn't get a lot of memorable stuff between drew and jay and it kind of was forgotten it was a it was a forgotten storyline of the match in my opinion i think they kind of booked themselves into a corner with that because like drew mcintyre was like i'm going into the cage to fucking kill him basically and then i can't remember a single thing they did right it it sucks too when you have a moment between jay and randy so when you're bringing up that past stuff as well, it's kind of overshadowing what's happened. Bigger point to be made, guys. Finn Balor is a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> He's always going to be a fucking loser. <laughs> Needed to get it in there, guys. Also, for Judgment Day to run WWE, I said it like, again, it was a spite pick <laughs> against Scotty because, you know, Cody's involved. So... Mm-hmm. Definitely got to make a spite pick. I don't feel like the good guys losing here would have fucking hurt him. Sorry. I'm so done with Damian Priest eating the pin almost every single, like, he's Mr. Money in the Bank, which probably means he's going to be world champion soon. Stop pinning him. I thought they'd done a decent job. I think he's going to fail his cash-in. I think he's going to fail his cash-in at this point. Uh, I don't. I, I still fully believe that they're really going to pull the trigger once he gets that title. And I just don't know if they're going to pull the trigger with him fully as heavily involved with the Judgment Day or when there's a bit of tension. I just When is I, there not tension? It seems like there's always that kind of overlying tension in this fucking group. There, There is. There is between who's running it. Is it Damien? Is it Rhea kind of thing? I think there's a bit of a line there that they haven't like officially put out there, but I, I feel that a little bit. I, I just, Damien's been so damn good the last few months on Monday night raw on the mic and in the ring as the quote unquote 
uncrowned leader up until a couple of weeks ago when he said he was a leader. I think that was the beginning of the rift that is unspoken right now. But uh, I, I think they're going to run real hard with, with Damien once he gets the title. I think he cashes in and, and gets it. When, who knows? I think a good feud with him and Randy would be great for, sure. for Damien Priest. I, I mean, at this point, it's kind of the way it's looking on how... I mean, we'll get to it, but how things are shaping up with feuds is looking not great for Damian Priest. I'm not worried about him yet. I, I'd be more. I'm, I'm more worried about Finn Balor. But be worried about your your fucking bad guy faction not winning shit, being fucking <laughs> losers. I just I think, again, go ahead, Tom. I think the the Finn Balor thing is the dude is so talented. It doesn't really matter whether he wins or loses. Um, he's, I still have trouble buying him as a heel and I know there's the whole bullet club thing and everything like that, but personally, I'm still used to seeing Fergal Devitt in a room full of eight fans as a white meat baby face. And I can't get that out of my head, but I absolutely love the guy. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. You know, he's fantastic at fucking losing. <laughs> Uh, Obviously, as we talk about them being losers, yes, Team Cody got the victory. Cody got the pin on Damian Priest. Yeah. Because, I mean, he had to. Of course. Well, Randy set him up for it. What's Cody supposed to do? Just say no? No. By the way, it was Team Cody. That was the official name. It wasn't Team Randy. It wasn't Team Seth, World Heavyweight Champion. It was Team Cody. And Team Cody got the victory. Like I predicted, pretty sure I'm the only one on the planet because I'm his biggest fan and probably best friend soon. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be. All right, guys, we we've we've ch- we've talked the show, we've chatted up about everything except for the biggest thing. Let's be honest: the return of CM Punk. The show goes quote unquote off the air with the credits and the copyright deal, and. Cody's music blaring, and then you get the static called the personality blaring through Allstate Arena in Chicago, and you got a massive reaction, a full-blown, holy fuck, this guy's back. We all wondered, we all hoped, but there was no dirt sheet leaks about this. There was nothing online that it was certain to happen. So you got a much different reaction than when Punk came back to AEW a few years ago. It was still great. It was still loud, but this was more of a shock and awe reaction, not a, we've been waiting for this moment. We know it's going to happen, even though you haven't told us. First of all, I have two questions. One, obviously your thoughts on when that music hits. Two, did you know before you saw it? Did you spoil it for yourself or did someone spoil it for you? Tom, go ahead. Well, when the static hit, like I said earlier, there's not much that can pop me audibly anymore i've been watching for way too many years this not only popped me audibly i was out of my seat I, but we we talked about it at cwe i was 50 50 as to whether it was going to happen or not and i mean these days there's not many things that you're 50 50 on it's either 100 percent or it's zero and i mean they they worked me with the credits and the Everything I was like, holy shit, it's not happening. And then the static hit, and I was up in the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I and I didn't spoil it. Like I said, I I didn't spoil it for myself. I thought they were actually going off the air, and it wasn't going to happen. And then and it did. And 
that's probably the loudest pop I've heard since Triple H came back in what was it, two thousand and one in Madison Square. Oh. I, I will somewhat I, rival that with when The Rock came back as the guest host for WrestleMania oh, 27. Yes, yes. That's a great one too. But yes. anyway, sorry, go ahead, uh, Paralegal Mike, your thoughts. I, uh, I'll give I'll give props to Tom because he was full on 50-50. When we talked to the CWE show, you're like, I, I just don't know. And I was, I was in the camp of like, there's no fucking way. Me too. Like, Me just, too. There's no, like, yeah, it's in Chicago, sure. But like, as in my head, one of those guys like there's no chance we're going to hear that music or we're going to see him walk out so i watched the show in different order i started with when i tuned in i went straight to the men's war games nice so i had gone right to that and that's at a point too where i was just like where where people at like yeah (laughs) so i wasn't on twitter like usually i'd go quick to twitter but i was like no you know like access to the network i'm just gonna i'm gonna jump in at the final match like this is what i want to see anyway it doesn't hurt if i'm watching this and it just so happens where i'm just like watching like what a hell of a match and boy oh boy i think the last time i popped that way like it was when the streak was broken i'll ask you this i literally go ahead i was just gonna say i'm gonna jump in here I was with you. You were with me when the Hardy Boys came back at WrestleMania. Oh, that popped us pretty good. That was also, hel- that was a hellacious pop as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, sorry. Go on. Um, just, like this was bits. more of like when we when we saw the streak get broken. It was more of like no fucking way. Like that kind of when I'm staring, like jaws dropped. I'm like, they fucking did it. They did it, and they did it right. I mean, hearing all this stuff after, right? Like the reports of like Hunter was in there the last fucking five minutes of the show being like, you put the copyright up. And to have them in that notice to be like, get his music ready. Like he's, it's happening. I, I read online that uh, Kevin Dunn had five minutes to get a, a, a what are they called? A, like a video? The Yeah, like the video, video the yeah. like the logo, the CM Punk yeah. logo ready and so like Kevin Dunn didn't even know. I don't fully believe that that it was only five minutes. If you watch the entrance video for Punk, it's a it's a put together piece with all of his logos from his entire WWE career. When you're also producing a show, I just don't fully believe that it was five minutes before the show. It's like, hey, we need a new entrance video for uh, this guy coming in. Go. I, I I will tell you this in terms of production teams for live shows like that i do believe they have a team who is that quick on the draw yeah i i, 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 I just it's they, a great you story. have to you have to be that good i also wonder if they just pulled up his old video from when he left yeah they, true. They i never thought that, that shit it, it, oh it's a vault endlessly at your fingertips to be ready to go and especially with how things change or how people come in like you want it to not be ruined if the wrong person was even walking behind the arena and saw within minutes on Twitter everywhere it's going to be punks here mm-hmm. and that surprises out the fucking window well I I love reading wrestling autobiographies and one of the ones that I've listened to recently because uh, I listened to the audiobooks uh, was Hornswoggles and when they made him Vince McMahon's son, they went to such levels of keeping that secret that they took his phone away from him at 10 o'clock in the morning and he was under the ring. I think it was three hours before the fans even came in. So nobody knew he was there. 
So when they want to keep something secret, they're very, very good at it. It's just they don't try that often. Anymore. It's it's harder it's harder more than ever just because the internet the way it is the accessibility we have to if it be X or I mean Facebook all this stuff it, it's so quick that news travels so quick but let's talk about the world losing their mind we thought people were excited when Punk came to AEW we always called it the worst kept secret in wrestling because they made it so in AEW they wanted it to be that way. These guys said, fuck that. We will make shit break. We will show how we're going to do it better. We're going to reel this motherfucker in. And I I hate to be this guy going in. Because, I mean, it's clear after he showed up. If you're Tony on that Saturday night, you're going, how the fuck did I fumble the bag so bad? How did I let this happen? On a night that was Survivor Series' night, let's be honest, it was theirs, and they they have their collision show, but they also decided to add Rampage up against it too. So you had three hours of AEW programming up against three hours of WWE's, one of their top pay-per-views. Already, in my opinion, dumb decision. People are most likely going to try to watch this great War Games pay-per-view. And then it was just the ultimate double down on you're going to watch this show and you're going to get CM Punk as a reward. You're going to get Randy Orton as a reward. And you're 100% right. This is a giant, this is how you do it. And anybody that's in all elite wrestling that might be thinking of coming over and you have some name value, even if you get an ounce of what we've given Cody, Jade, and now CM Punk, you're already a bigger star over here. A lot of contracts could be coming up in 2024. We all know this. So it's wild. As I mean, it's proof again that the big fight feel will always exist in the Fed. Like, I don't think AEW has made me feel the way WWE can make me feel for big matches. Been a long time. They only, they, they only did for me once, and that was the uh, CM Punk and MJF yeah. Dog Collar. Yeah. There's that name and again, it, too. It goes to our point. Oh. It goes to our point, too, but also great build. It felt like there was real meat in the story behind it, which the Fed has really excelled at. And I mean, we talk about it all the time. They clearly will will take time with their stories. And it pays off. Now, it's weird because we're in the midst of so many stories. We've now added a new one with the arrival of CM Punk and WWE. Um, my question to you guys after CM Punk arrives after a great show, like, let's get real. CM Punk doesn't show up at the end of, of war games. We're still walking away going, man, war games is really fucking impressive. Still a great show. But what put it over for everyone is the fact, Oh, okay. He's back. What does that mean for people on the card? What does that mean for stories going forward? We all tuned in to Monday Night Raw, which guess what, fans? You know me. I'm a Twitter Monday Night Raw guy. I'm not sitting down and watching three fucking hours of Monday Night Raw. And guys, last night proved why I do not watch three hours of Monday Night Raw. (laughs) Uh, To answer your question, unfortunately, it proves that someone's losing a spot. That's the business, right? CM Punk is back. He's a main event talent. Someone's losing a spot. And I think if any of the 
post punk return pissed off hissy fits by Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. And I'm going to even add Corey Graves to that fucking. I don't think he's very oh, yeah. either. Yeah. If any of those guys are pissed off legitimately, because I think one, yes, they're upset the way punk talked about the fed for however many years Two, I think they're scared of losing a spot. I think Drew McIntyre it should be the most scared of losing his spot because he's kind of been on the fringe of how over is he? He's not as over as he was in 2020 when he won the the Rumble. He could be that guy on the on the fringe spot, right? So it, it's tough. But I mean, if if Hunter goes back to doing what he's done the last few months on Raw, where he's threading people and storylines throughout the entire show, which he did not do last night, oh, no. in my opinion. Did you guys? Did- did you guys see that Triple H wasn't even there? Bruce Pritchard was running the show. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Makes that. Sense. Well, that will fucking add it up. That's basically just having Vince there. You're not Essentially, wrong. Essentially, yeah. Not wrong. But I, I think that's the big thing is 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 someone might most likely will be losing a spot unless CM Punk's going to get thrown into a tag team. But is it for the betterment of the show and the betterment of the company going into Mania? 100%. And if you don't want to lose your spot, be oh. better. But anyway, that's my my. It, I agree with you, Scott, but I disagree about who it might be because oh. Drew McIntyre is heading down the heel road and I can't see them even being able to make Punk heel, even if they wanted to. I think the person that's going to lose their spot, and I don't think it's actually going to hurt them, is Sami Zayn. Ooh, that hurts me. I, he, oh. It kills Scott to hear it, but I've been saying for a while that that guy ain't going to be a fucking world heavyweight champion because he's just yeah. not. And it's fine if he's not. He's, he's, he's beloved. And I think if Sammy drops down to the mid card again for a little while, it's not going to destroy his career and he'll get back up to the main event again. I just think maybe for six months to a year, he's going to go back down to the mid card, maybe give us some fantastic matches with Gunther and then crawl his way back up. When, when uh, it'll fit, right? Like right. it just. When we when we saw the reaction of a Seth Rollins online after flipping off Punk, saying he's going to knock him out, if you don't get excited to see those two fucking go at WrestleMania after seeing that, like I can't help you as a wrestling yeah. fan. You can't You're be not a wrestling. You're not a wrestling <laughs> yeah. fan because I think even like I think Hunter's smart enough to go like, well, I have my main events fucking booked for WrestleMania this year. Like we are locked in. Cody can finish his story on night two, and boy, we can finally give Punk his fucking main event match, and Seth can have like that real main event match in night one. And I mean, say what you want about Punk, but the guy is going to do business in the ring. He could, he could go, go in there genuinely hating Seth Rollins or whatever, the, whether this is a work or not. He's going to do business in the ring and what's best for everybody involved. Like, and I mean, obviously, if that is end up. Is that is what ends up happening? Punk versus Seth. Punk's going over anyway, so he's going to be happy. I I hope they do him like fucking Fed does, guys, when they come in. Remember when Sting got his WrestleMania match? <laughs> Fuck, didn't want him to win. Yeah, but who did who did Sting face? Yeah, right. Even <laughs> yeah. then, you but want to Brock, work what, elsewhere? When Brock came back, back, he lost. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, but you just said it. When, if you want to leave, you can fucking leave. But when you come home to daddy, you're gonna fucking pay the piper. You'll we'll give you your flowers eventually. But if Punk's coming back, I if I'm booking Mania, I'm booking Seth to go over. 
we talked about it earlier. This is the exact same thing that's happening to Carlito. Carlito is getting <laughs> fucked over by the man right now. He went back to Puerto Rico for too long, came back looking a little too jacked, and now he's being punished for it, just like Brock and Sting. But <laughs> I, I just, I, I going into Monday is where, of course, we're treating it. It almost like we're treating it like the raw after mania just because of who showed up right mm-hmm. like we're all going to tune in to see like when's punk coming on what's he going to say and unfortunately no they did not put punk on first they Huge went the randy mistake. route I, I i mean we hear it all day i've been hearing it all day <laughs> a huge a huge mistake uh, happy for randy to start the show i i have love for randy orton that's a guy he is a, he's a company man you're never going to see Randy do an edge where he's like, I need more creative freedom. No, you stay there and you work there forever. I mean, these other guys who come and go, sure, do that. But Randy starting the show is not a bummer. It's what happened in between all of that time where I'm like, fuck you guys. You had a killer show with a lot of talent involved. And the segments I did really like, let's talk about, before we get back to Punk's big promo, let's talk about Cody Shinsuke. I would love to, love to. For weeks, we. I don't think any Shinsuke. of us was anyone mad that Shinsuke was addressing Cody this whole time, even though Tom did say, "Like, what if it's Okada?" <laughs> no, hold on here, because yeah. in Shinsuke's last promo that was playing on the screen while Cody was in the ring, he mentioned chaos three times. He did. So Okada could still be involved. I mean, I'm probably reaching. It probably is nothing, but I mean. For for the WWE to have the same word in a promo more than once usually means there's something there. You're 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 right. And like obviously contract time for New Japan is right after Wrestle Kingdom. Like it's always primarily after Wrestle Kingdom. If you're an Okada, what 30 my age, 36, 37 years old, and WWE's reach now is now we're doing shows in Berlin. We want the worldwide presence. We're not just us anymore. They found out the win is like, we need to go and be around the world. Like teasing a mania for the UK, like Tom, like, yeah, you're like, <laughs> fuck. And I, and I moved to Canada like a fucking idiot. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing like, yes, it's a no brainer. I do believe that WrestleMania should have a show in the UK. That fan base is incredible and deserve the show of shows. And the, and the other thing is like, What's a company that's never had a PLE or a pay-per-view or whatever we want to call them these days? Japan. Yeah. If you bring in Okada, and even if you put him as a team with Shinsuke for the main event in Japan, that is going to sell out. And like, yep. if it's, well, what if it's Okada and Shinsuke versus Cody and Jey Uso? Okay. Perfect. I'm in. But so, you know what? You said it best. I've seen Okada in the WWE. I'm in. He could wrestle whoever. And like, and like you said, Mike, with the contracts coming up just after Wrestle Kingdom, can you imagine if he walks out in the Rumble? Oh, like, fuck, that, man. If that, there's that, one surprise that would kill me, I'd be like, there's no way. Like, Punk, you would be like, it almost came to a point, like, if Punk didn't come out here, the Rumble was going to be it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the but only they other chose place different. you could do it. They chose different. And they now chose it's Chicago. Like, who is your surprise? <laughs> They, yeah, no, Chicago chose when they were going to fucking break. Punk they always do. Yeah, true. Any show happens, they're just like, well, Punk's going to be here. So, but, uh, I love ahead, the Scott. fact that Shinsuke is 
feuding with Cody Rhodes now. Uh, Mike, you and I were on the phone earlier today. We know how this feud's going to end. We know who's going to win these matches. It's it it doesn't it it does a great job of getting Cody from now to the Rumble match, which he declared for, which was his big announcement on Monday, which I thought was a huge announcement. But uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, people need to celebrate that more. He was on the mic, looked great, got a couple woes. It was great, but. I do worry about Shinsuke because he has taken two losses to Seth Rollins clean in a big program. And now he's going to go into a feud with Cody, which I imagine he will lose clean once again. They, unless they have something really big set up for Shinsuke after Cody, he's just another guy on the card. And to me, that's a bit of a bummer because I do like the build. I like the promos that are in Japanese that have him probably more comfortable on the main roster than he's ever been. Uh, so it, it sucks. So I'm hoping they got something set up for it. Can't wait to see their matches. Really, really excited about well, Cody versus Shinsuke. Well, if it's just an idea off the top of my head, but like you're saying, if Shinsuke loses this feud, and he will, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank this, you for the support. They, this can probably get them to WrestleMania with Shinsuke, and then after WrestleMania, Punk's probably going to have the belt. Need someone to defend against. Punk and Shinsuke has never happened. You're right. Like the matchups too of like Punk and this person haven't happened. Mm -hmm. we, we, it's nice, but I'm with Scott in the fact that when Shinsuke came into NXT, you were billed away. You were billed a certain way when he was coming up. We all knew him from New Japan, fucking killing people. Unfortunately, when you came to Daddy Vince's company, you didn't get to work that way. NXT was in that hybrid of like, we'll let you show them cracks of who you are. And NXT, the black and gold was doing that with those guys they got from the Indies. They're like, work a little bit your way, but you're going to have to figure out Vince's way when he calls you up. It's He won't have it. You're going to work his way. Everybody does. Shinsuke lost all that killer instinct, like that kind of wrestling, because it's a guy too at his age. He's happy to come here. The paycheck's good, but there's not the character sucked. No, always he should have always spoken Japanese. Mm -hmm. Always, those promos are deadly when he is. Have it be subtitled. Listen, you fucking dummies out there who's like the subtitled. Read it. Just read it. It's not gonna kill you. Make it all wrestling fans look fucking stupid if that's the things you're picking apart. You can read the subtitles. I have subtitles on English shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there it is. But uh, that going to Cody, I was shocked when that video, like the lights went down. I'm like, oh. Me too. And he popped up on screen. I'm like, well, that's a match I want to watch. Yeah. Those are matches I want to watch. And he popped up in the ring and ruined Cody's suit. So <laughs> another thing it. though to consider he did sell it very, very well. Another, mm -hmm. another thing to consider with Shinsuke is, has he reached that level where it doesn't really matter if he uses? Uh, I would say yes and no. Yes, because we know him as the king of Strog style, the multi-time New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP champion, the guy that can kill and go and is great. In the casual WWE fans' eyes, I think it does hurt him. But let's be honest. In one night, Hunter can just be like, I'm going to book Shinsuke like this, and he's back. So it kind of doesn't really it, matter in a way. 
because Hunter can make a superstar in one night. He can Shinsuke can come out and kill Brock Lesnar with the most deadly Kinshasa in the world. And everyone's like, Shinsuke is my favorite wrestler of all time. You know, that's just how the Fed kind of works. That's just how they do things. So great question. I hate being that guy like, oh, well, you know, they can book him one way. and it, But that's just kind of the way it is, right? It's true. It's true. I think Cody is a good opponent. Cody, Cody going out and seeing the world and working those places, it's awesome. You get an idea of other people's styles. And maybe he's saying, he's like, hey, man, maybe you lay it in. Maybe you let them know that you're a fucking killer. I'd hope so. Like he's he's an opponent you want to be like in the ring with. Mm-hmm. Cody Cody's another guy. When it's in the ropes, here's what's best for business. Like consummate professional, that guy. It's insane. Like he he will make you look like a million bucks. Agreed. So that's exciting part of Raw to me. There's a lot of gap filling. I mean, starting off with that tag team shit. Tom, I know the Creed brothers. Woo. Get some <laughs> fucking character in those boys. What they do between the ropes is awesome. I won't knock their work at all. But I just feel like as a guy who doesn't know him that well, coming and watching him, like, fucking, who are you? <laughs> they need a manager. 100% they do. In the ring, they're fantastic, but their promos suck. And it's like, you're getting a shot at the tag team titles. You ain't fucking winning them. I, don't know. <laughs> I disagree. I know, oh. no. I they've got if if Priest with the briefcase is going to be anytime soon, they've got to get those tag belts off. Him. I but like we're in the thing- downward spiral, right? Like, is it, is it, are we saying it's the full unraveling of the Judgment Day at this point? Then, like, are we all on that page? Is like we're doing it now? I'm not yet. They're going to start mm-hmm. losing the belts. Rhea doesn't I lose think- hers until Mania. I I. I think what they're going to do is transition Priest out of tag and put Finn and JD in as Judgment Day's tag. Absolutely, those guys are. are you'd lose, are you'd lose the over. titles. You'd have to lose the titles first, like exactly. Which Priest will eat another pin? <laughs> maybe maybe battle. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? That's fine. Finn's a fucking loser, so <laughs> pin him all you want. Uh, let's get back it, I, to I, I, go ahead. Let's get back to the guy, the main event, the reason anyone watched Monday Night Raw uh, this week. CM Punk was the main event. He was in the final spot of the show for his promo leading up to it. Uh, wasn't a very good show. The crowd in Nashville fucking sucks. I don't want them to go back there for TV for a very long time until they've earned it back and started showing up at house shows vocally. Punk comes back. Everyone's on their cell phones instead of cheering, in my opinion. I think the crowd really hurt CM Punk's return and promo. I think it hurt his energy. I felt like he was in a deflated room. I didn't mind CM Punk's promo. We got a very WWE-esque welcome home, I'm home, hell froze over promo. He's not going to come out and start trashing AEW, start talking shit about Jungle Boy, or or even talking shit about when he was here before. He's not going to do that. And that's what everyone wanted. Would I have loved to see that? Absolutely. That makes for great trash TV. But they gave us, in my opinion, a little. And that's how WWE does it. They'll give us a little, so we tune into SmackDown. We'll tune into Raw. And the week after that, and the week after that, I fully believe when Punk gets into his first big feud, we're going to see more unleashed by CM Punk on the microphone. But I loved all the callbacks in his promo. He's best in the ring, on this microphone, even on commentary. I called it before he even said it. I pointed at my wife. He's going to say this, this, and this. And then I was right. She's like, how did you know? I said, because I'm the smartest wrestler and fan in the world. My best friend's Cody Rhodes. I know this stuff. 
<laughs> but I didn't mind it. Was I underwhelmed? Absolutely. I, I will say, yeah, I was underwhelmed because we're just waiting for it. The crowd killed it. I love the fact that he showed it on his wife. That was great. And now everyone's going nuts about like, is she going to be in the rumble? I hope so. If she's not, it's not going to bum me out. It'd be a cool moment for her and a cool moment for us fans of hers. I don't think people need to be as sour on this promo as they are online. And we've all talked in the group chat. That was lame. It was this, this, that. I can't disagree with any of those words. But if you're going to save that kind of promo for the main event, put it on first. Tom, your thoughts on the promo before I rip it to shreds. <laughs> I didn't mind the promo. I think it should have gone on first. And the, the pop he would have got if he came out while that crowd was still hot. Because they were they were hot to begin. Um, the thing that's bugging me about it is everyone's like PG Punk and promos. And I'm like, there's not a promo writer in the world that is going to walk up to CM Punk and hand that man a script. That is no. just not going to happen. It's like Scott said. He is just, they're just teasing us with a little bit to start with. And then once he gets going, he's going to get going. But I don't think we're ever going to hear him bash AEW, especially on WWE TV. That's got lawsuit written all over it. Oh. <laughs> it's, I think the problem was every fan, including us, were expecting a pipe bomb and didn't get it. Didn't get it yet. I, I came in this way. I you had the biggest I mean in WWE history now come back on Saturday night we know you're fucking back I don't need 10 minutes of you telling me you're back the whole world saw you were back we needed you like I mean I thought there was glimpses of two when Seth was cutting his promo in the ring I'm like hit his music Mm -hmm. hit his fucking music let's let's get rolling they can't yet sure you got too many loose ends. If it be Drew having Sammy involved, um, Jey Uso, there's just too many moving parts to just do that right away. Have Punk start naming some names. He's there. What are you gonna do? Come out and tell me how good you are in commentary every fucking week? That's your drip feed. Check you on SmackDown where I tell you the same shit you've heard a million times. The best part of his promo where he is—he literally ended it. No, Mike, not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I'm like, yeah. let's go heal Punk. If this is what we want to do, get him to be the fucking heel. Okay, cool. Let's roll. It's regurgitated. I get it. You're in WWE. Of course, anyone who said he's like, I really wanted him to bash AEW. He works for the Fed. <laughs> it's not their style. Yes, they've had jokes before, but they are getting better at saying other promotions are around. Mm-hmm. They're not going against their number one competitor on television. There's yeah. no way they're going to be those people. They don't have to be. At Survivor Series, they name dropped Chris Jericho, Ric Flair. I think Sting. they said Edge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They they can appreciate who was there. I mean, at the times where they even brought up PWG, like they're getting better at that kind of thing. It's just it's too safe when that many people saw what happened Saturday. And again, a pipe bomb. He was never coming at the company. They just gave you a bunch of fucking money. <laughs> you got a great deal i think what i wanted to see happen now is just like someone could have came and stepped to him it's a good way to get talent over too when your hottest return is in there someone could have came in the ring could have you're wasting a week that you're going to fill with a gap anyway we're in that that lull cody's against shinsuke 
the weight won't be there at WrestleMania or the Rumble. It's just for now. Everything that's happening is just for these two months. Like it won't carry weight. So have Punk get a fucking opponent out there and let's see this guy get ready to lace him up on next Monday or the Monday after. Like I just something that I, would, go ahead, Tom. Something that would have been good was like Dominic Mysterio had just been beaten by Randy Orton. So he was at ringside. Send that fucker in there to eat the GTS. That's great. That's great. Yeah. The, the, the crowd hates that man anyway. It so, would have like, played it would have played perfect. I think it'd even be better if he was just like, I'm I'm the fucking judgment day now. There's your fucking leader. Yeah. <laughs> I think even if but that, I don't think to tie on ahead, that, Scott. even if you did it after the show went off the air, it still would have went somewhat viral online of like, oh CM Punk hit this, or fuck hell, even have Seth Rollins standing at the entranceway being held back again after the show was over. Build off not of by that. Michael Cole this time. No, no, <laughs> it sucks because with Seth, with Seth having the segment he did, we had to rule him out because they're booking matches with him and he's giving shots to people. Mm-hmm. If now you want to do it, we're punk standing and watching after those matches. Now we're talking, yeah. but I know next week when we tune into Monday Night Raw, I'm going to get another five to 10 minute conversation just like we had. Sorry, lace them up. You can work now, man. You I came to get, work. Go ahead. We even get Punk next week. They didn't announce he was there. Well, I'm more concerned. I want him to show up on SmackDown this week. They're in Brooklyn. They're in Barclays Center this week. They've announced Randy's going to be there. They better announce Punk is on SmackDown this week. And then you bring Punk Bomb back on Monday to cut another promo. And then he finally gets interrupted by a JD McDonough or a, a Dominic Mysterio have a tag match, do whatever you got to do. But I, I think we're getting, I, I'm okay with baby steps right now. I'm okay with not knowing what direction we're going with to get punk to rumble to mania. That's what makes it fun for me right now. I'm not sour on this at all. And I think people just need to enjoy the fun moment that we got on Saturday and let it play out a little bit. They're not going to let this fall and just be like nothing. It's CM. They punk. might. They I might. don't think, I don't think so at all. I think we're, you were like you're just being impatient. You're being impatient. I mean, the guy could get hurt just walking into the venue. He may punch someone backstage. I mean, who knows? He's not. He referenced he the father of Cody Rhodes in his promo. He's got a new friend, which is Cody. Everything's going to be fine. They're going to be best friends. They're going to be American punks or or CM nightmares, whatever you want to call them. It's going to be the greatest <laughs> faction in the world. But uh, we're gonna oh, wrap you, it up. You couldn't, here, boys. you couldn't wait to get the last word of the CM nightmares. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, this might be my favorite episode that we've done. This has been fantastic. Great. UK Tom, I'm gonna tell you this right now, brother. Get ready for the end of the year show. Start thinking about your superstars of the year, uh, the feud of the year, heel of the year. Because we're having you back for that. We're talking. I mean, I think what you're saying is get ready for every week. We need someone young and from the UK on the pod. Welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the UK show, time. brother. Anytime you want me, I'll be <laughs> love it, love it. We're fresh out of time. Follow us on the socials at In My House Pod. Let us know what you think of Survivor Series, what you think of CM Punk, and most importantly, what do you think of the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes? For UK Tom for Paralegal Mike. I am Scotty Via. This has been in my host for Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to my house. Play that music too loud.